This is episode 263 for November 2013. And in case you're wondering, yes, that is some instrumental music from the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Okay, moving on to Spider-Satellites. Kevin, 11 books this month. We're not going light. Yeah, I mean, it's not that, uh, like, what did we do, 18 books when we started with George? Something like that? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, Who I knows? think it was something like I remember because uh, I saw the sun come up. <laughs> one month I keep marveling at the fact that there are only like five satellite books but every month they throw in like three one shots and a couple mini series <laughs> it's just always a lot of books what book are we starting with Kev? Uh, well we're going to start out with all three of the specials that were released this month um, which were a crossover between the X-Men the Hulk and the Superior Spider-Man um, surprisingly not bad shockingly good I'd say I, I, I know I was really surprised I was not even going to pick these up honestly um, but you know I picked the first one up on a lark and was like well damn <laughs> so yeah. um, and the first one was the all new X-Men special uh, it, this one the original X-Men go out for a day off Beast meets a girl who takes him to the research lab she works at, which belongs to a professor, Dr. Jude, uh, who used to research gamma radiation, and now he researches time travel. He also used to be... Um, <laughs> he, he researches whatever's biggest Marvel Universe, basically. Um, he just lost George, totally. <laughs> I love how science works in these things. <laughs> you know, they're going to bring in the chemist to fix this computer. Oh my God! You know that it's just hysterical. Yeah, you know, it's science. You know, fuck it, just run with it. It just keeps branching out to one or the other. Believe yeah, not, George, I think there is an explanation that you will be fine with uh, for what that. He's got, a, he's got a degree in biology, but which qualifies him to talk about quantum physics. <laughs> um, anyway, he, he also he's an old professor. Um, Oh, so, uh, while they're there, classic Doctor Octopus seems to appear from the past, looking for the professor. We're talking old, you know, fat, green jumpsuit, Doc Ock just comes out of what seems to be a time portal. Um, the X-Men fight him, and they're soon going... <laughs> George! <laughs> Let, the... <laughs> Let the man at least review the book! Why can't they build it up all fat and, you know, all chubby and everything? Well, he fights the X-Men. <laughs> well, it's, it's a pretty sick. Poor, poor Kevin. <laughs> this is the way he built it up. Oh, you know, we're talking old classic Doc. Now we're talking like lots of rolls, lots of love handles, looking like he's had too, well, one too many Twinkies. <laughs> and he fights X Men. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so you've, you've seen Ditko, Doctor Octopus, right? Fat guy. The arms. The only thing that's the I, problem. I, no, he had a weight problem early on. He seems he licked it in some later. He slimmed down when he in the eighties. He had that coat. Remember? He, yeah, he really slimmed down when he stole Peter Parker's fit body. Well, that's, yeah, that's that, kind of plan I want that too. But no, I miss the old tubby doc. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, the original X Men. Who I don't know. Do I need to preface this? All new X Men thing. Does everybody know what's going on with All New X Men? No. I mean, you can you can do it in a sentence. I mean, yeah, Beast it's really simple. Back. The original yeah. the original five X Men from the Stanley Jack Kirby run have been brought to the present, um, and that is the premise of the comic book called All New X Men, and they're wait, just here oh, now. Okay, so wait a minute. The original X Men from the sixties, mm-hmm. including Jean Grey, indeed, and and Beast before he was blue. 
Yes. Okay. And Angel before he was ten kinds of crazy. And Cyclops <laughs> before he was ten kinds of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, the premise was that after all... And, you know, Beast has taken a lot of crap for this, rightly so, and admits that he, it was a bad idea. Um, but basically, after all the stuff that went down with um, Cyclops killing Professor X, um, Beast went back to the past got the original five X-Men and we're going to, he was going to make Cyclops face, you know, what he used to be and what he's become. And it just really didn't work out well. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually, there was a whole big event recently where they tried to send him back to the past and they couldn't, it just didn't work. Right. So anyway, that's the that battle of the atom, I think is what that was called. It yeah. was, it was actually very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we say all new X Men, when I'm saying the original X Men in this review, that's who I'm talking about. It is the original five X Men who are in the present day. Um, I should have pre- prefaced that at the beginning. Um, anyway, so they're joined by the Superior Spider Man, uh, who is right pissed off. Ooh, I just burped like hell. <laughs> <laughs> are you sharing some mead? I mean, <laughs> pro tip: you don't you don't announce that when you do it. You just kind of move on. That's like saying, so, uh, you know, when we talk about the Fantastic Four that one time, oh, excuse me, I farted. Yeah, I, I think when you burp in the middle of a word, it, you don't... I didn't, I didn't notice it until you said, oh, sorry, I just felt. I just felt uh, all up in here, I'm sorry. My lord, I lost all control. Well, anyway, uh, I'm never going to get through 11 of these. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, Dr. Oct- oh, God. Spider-Man, Octo-Spidey, Superior Spider-Man, whatever you want to call him, is is pissed off um, and insists that this cannot be Dr. Octopus. Um, after they've subdued him, Spider-Man and Superior, whatever, removes his mechanical arms, and because this Dr. Octopus is lit up with gamma radiation of some kind, uh, he calls S.H.I.E.L.D. to get a consult from Dr. Bruce Banner. Yeah. So, I give this one an A. Um, you know, nobody's more surprised than me, but I, you know, I picked it up on a whim, but it's a, it's a really fun comic. It's, it's well written. It's well drawn, despite Mike Costa and Chris Anka not being big names. I, I don't know who the hell they are, but they did a good job with this comic. Um, mm-hmm. and even though, um, even though it's a weightier than normal comic book, though, I don't think it's worth the four ninety nine price tag. I don't think I can recommend this until you find it in a you know cheaper back issue bin. That that's my one problem with these three specials is I had to pay fifteen dollars for three issues. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. It's it's that's really crazy. How, how many pages is that? Just a per issue. I, it, I don't they're like an annual. I think they're yeah. like forty maybe pages or something like that. They're, oh. they were pretty heavy books. Um but just for night and that's I, I was looking at my list of stuff that I'm buying, you know, try to cut some stuff down for money recently. Um and I noticed like this coming month I've got four or five books in my list that are four ninety nine. It's getting mm. more and more common right now, which is bad. Yeah. Like every annual is four ninety nine. Every slightly <laughs> sized book is four ninety nine. They just uh, freaking DC Comics last month did a double sized Batman number twenty four, and they charged seven ninety nine for it. Oh, that's insane! And now one month later, they're releasing Batman number twenty five. I guess it has a few extra pages because it's four ninety nine. And like, I like your book, but I don't want to pay that much for it. Yeah, if it's got if it's seven ninety nine, I better have a nude centerfold with Christina Hendricks in there. <laughs> well, the, that's eight bucks for a comic, Jack. Yeah, it was more than I wanted to pay, but I kind of 
I was okay with paying seven ninety nine for Green Lantern number twenty, which was Jeff Johns' last issue of a nearly ten year run. It was a book so thick it had a spine. Uh, nice. And it, it really felt, you know, long and epic. And seven ninety nine is more than I want to pay for a comic, but I didn't feel ill used. Let's say. Um, I paid seven ninety nine for Batman number twenty four, and I, I it didn't feel that much bigger than usual. It was like, oh, the backup story is a little longer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in this whole zero year thing to begin with. But wow, is that neither here nor there? Um, <laughs> let's move on. What do you say? Yeah. Um, next one up is the Indestructible Hulk special, which is part two of this crossover, which is called Arms of the Octopus. By the way, um, in this one, Doctor Banner joins Beast, Spider Man, and Doctor Jude in trying to scientifically solve stuff, while the rest of the original X Men are flat bored, which is a pretty funny scene. Um, Credence is lent to the theory of time travel uh, because the, the also-should-be-dead abomination shows up for Hulk to fight, and Hulk does. During that fight, Beast's new crush, the uh, girl from last issue, gets tossed down through a hole in the ground while <laughs> Spider-Man, Dr. Jude, and other X-Men get on a helicopter. As Hulk then rips off the head of Abomination to reveal that it's a robot... Beast and his little crush discover a hidden basement housing some Stark tech and designs for Dr. Octopus. Spidey gets the call about that stuff, but Dr. Jude realizes he's been found out, and he blows up the helicopter with some newfound energy from his eyes. Um, <laughs> really neat, George. Really chuckly. <laughs> That's just the way Kevin describes it, and so he rips his, his white yeah. guy's head off, and then he some shit comes out of his eyes, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, it's, uh, I'm trying. The hey, thing is, I'm trying to picture it in my head because I haven't read the issue, so I'm trying to. And my in my head is playing out like Axe Cop, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. funny. Hulk ripping the Abomination robot's head off. It makes sense. It's Hulk. Um, Don't forget about the puppies. Uh, <laughs> the pu- the puppies. Um, did you want to tell it, Brad? Well, I mean, they, they, they try to calm the Hulk down. He's out smashing. And S.H.I.E.L.D., who he's working for, they drop a big box. And Hulk is like, hmm, wonder what's in the box. And then it's puppies. In the 70s, they could have <laughs> defeated him with fruit pies. I know. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was so cool. That's so funny. Um, I give this one a B plus. Yeah. Admittedly, it's not as good as part one, and you know, I was a I was a bit disappointed it wasn't the real Doctor Octopus, even though I knew it wasn't going to be. Um, part one kind of left it ambiguous enough that you really didn't know, even though you expected going into it, it wouldn't be. It kind of made me feel like, hmm, there's a slight possibility. Um, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't a real Dr. Octopus, as we kind of all assumed, but still, slightly disappointing. Um, and I, the writer on all three of these specials is the same, Mike Costa, but the artists change. Um, unfortunately, I didn't write down the names of the other ones besides Chris Anker for the first one. The art on this one was a bit of a step down from the first one, I thought, um, so yeah. that takes a little bit off. Um, but still, it's, it's a better team-up book than Superior Spider-Man team-up, that's, that's for damn sure. I'll give you that. What is that writer? What else has he written? I I never heard of. Him. I think he's like done. I, I looked him up at one point. It was like nothing, nothing big, nothing I'd really read. I feel like he do, did some GI Joe for IDW, some like oh. stuff like that. Nothing like in the big two arena, to my knowledge. I mean, I mean, step him up. I, I liked what he did. I absolutely agree. 
Yeah. Now be careful when you say that because we said the same thing about Spidey uh, and the uh, what was it the Human Torch Mini. I know, <laughs> I know. Watch what you get wish for. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to conclude this story, uh, part three in the Superior Spider-Man Team Up Special, which interestingly yeah. was originally solicited as just Superior Spider-Man Special. I feel like somebody in the Marvel offices at some point was like, "Hey, you know he actually has a book called Team Up, right?" And they slapped that on there because it made more sense. Um, I, don't know. I imagine I imagine they've got like a wall. It looks like like an you know like the FBI keeping track of like mafia dons <laughs> and lieutenants and, and crap. Like, but it's like a spider titles. And then you <laughs> know trying to. to figure out what what goes to what. It's like a you know. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Get a couple issues down the line. I'll actually uh, be talking about some shockingly tight continuity between books. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds kinky. Wow. <laughs> so you just said that. <laughs> I killed it. Here's Spider Man Special Number One. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Spider Man Cyclops. Kevin's going to do all these reviews in 15 minutes. I, I just want to hear him in less than two hours. That's my thing. <laughs> He's just plowing through. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Iceman team up to fight the rampaging Dr. Jude, who has self-inflicted gamma powers. Does, does anyone ever say to him, hey, Jude, don't make it bad? When he's rampaging, do they pull him aside and say, hey, Jude, you know, take don't a sad song bad, and make man. it better? While <laughs> uh, they're punching him and knocking his teeth out? Oh, my God. Well, spoiler alert, they don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Anyway, yeah, so Dr. Jude gave himself uh, gamma powers, and that story is a, little bit, a bit later. Um, and meanwhile, Beast, his special lady friend, and Dr. Banner work to solve the problem of how to stop him for good. So while all that's going on, his motivations are revealed. So we already know that he was focused on gamma radiation for years. Well, he feels like he should have been on the level of Reed Richards, uh, you know, big brains like that. But when people like, specifically he references the Hulk, Dr. Octopus, and the Abomination came along, gamma research became shunned. It became this bad thing that creates monsters. So he shifted his studies to time travel to stop those events from ever happening. But he got nowhere, because as George points out, that's not his field of science. He literally got absolutely nowhere in his time travel. He can't do it. Um, Radiation is so not physics. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's really what he found out in this book. Um, so your, your complaints are borne out. Now, here's the thing that's not explained. <laughs> he then, after that, shifted his attention to mechanics. And they never say why. <laughs> um, <laughs> He built these robots, and it explains that uh, you know he built robots of these guys because he was obsessed with gamma radiation, and these were two dead men affected by gamma radiation. But it never says why he shifted to mechanics in the first place. Yeah, I found that a little weird. Anyway, I, uh, I did too. The time lost X Men showed up, and he used the robots to make them think that their time machine was malfunctioning, so they'd take him to it, and he could use it, um, which is what they were about to do until the whole splody thing. So in the end, of course, Dr. Jude's defeated, and he's trapped in a machine that siphons off his radiation, and our heroes part amicably. Um, I get this one an A. <laughs> George! <laughs> George! I'm so lost with this stuff, man. With this uh, X-Men, and then there's Time Lost X-Men, and then there's Old X-Men, and then there's Dr. Jude, and there's... Gamma well, rays. I'm, I'm using a couple different things to describe, but all the X-Men I'm talking about are the same 
original five. And they're Spidey, uh, but he's not Spidey. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah. I've lost track, <laughs> man. I just this is a bit complex, but it is three it is. very oversized specials, and I think it had it definitely had enough space to breathe that it didn't feel uh, like it was ever too convoluted. It never felt confusing. Um, yeah, I give it an A. I think it's it's honestly the best writing of the Octo Spidey character I've seen. Period. Um, yeah. He's still got his huge ego, but he's not just going around being a dick to everybody. This version... He saw potential in the, in the five X-Men. This version of Otto be... recognizes the genius of Professor X, and because yeah. of that, he knows that these young X-Men that he chose are worthy heroes, and so instead of just barking at them, he works with them and actually tries to teach them. It's incredibly refreshing well, next to the it, usual version that hurls projectile insults. It, it shows, you know, an understanding of, of Dr. Octopus. There is a facet of the character that actually wants to help humanity. Uh, it, it's what he became a doctor for in the first place. It, it surfaced, and, you know, we, people talk about this sometimes, when he tried to save uh, Sue Storm's baby, along with uh, Reed and uh, I think uh, the Beast and some other people, when they were well, trying to, yeah. you know, back in the 80s. One thing that I think gets lost a lot in the Superior Spider-Man main book, even though it's you know written by the writer that did this, um, this is a Doctor Octopus who had Peter's conscience shoved down his throat. You know, the, he he really should act more like this. <laughs> like, yes, he's got his ego, but he's not he's not that guy anymore. He shouldn't be. Well, there uh, there are times though. I mean, like especially like when he's dealing with Aunt May, where like a normal side kind of surfaces. Yeah, but that's just because he's Dr. Octopus and he's still creepily in love with her. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, he calls her yeah. dear sweet woman. I was like, go away. It's like, it's like me going out with Helen Mirren. Or <laughs> your old aunt, you know? Oh. Um, it's like you going out with Helen Mirren if she was related to you. Uh, you know what, screw it. I'd, I'd go out with Helen Mirren right now. I was going to say, also if she had a less impressive chestal region. Yeah. She... <laughs> it's got to be jam, son, because jelly don't shake like that. <laughs> oh my heavens! So, I wonder. One question I wonder is why they were specials. Why weren't they just annuals? Because they're like they're like at least a really full C or maybe a low D. I mean, I've watched. I mean, I've I followed her career since. No, this. The <laughs> oh gosh! Sorry. That's um, it funny. is a That's very funny. weird publishing idea, and I think especially to put all three parts of it at $5 a piece out in the same month, I think was yeah. probably cost prohibitive <laughs> for some people that might have tried it if it was just you know one issue a month. It, it makes me wonder, because they know what a sales boon this you know Dr. Octopus version of Spider-Man has been, if, if all of this and the fact that they're ratcheting up, I mean, everything's got a superior on it now. There's like 10,000 titles now. I think it's going to end soon. I think it's and they're just trying to milk it for as much money as they can before it goes away. I don't know. It's 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 very strange. I've seen, you know, new writers kind of tried on special little projects before, like Spider Man Family or something, but it it does seem like a very weird idea to take this writer that people don't know, uh, with three artists that people don't know, and give them three five dollar specials in one month. Um like yeah. I said, I wasn't I'm the guy that I love Spider-Man. I do Spider-Satellites. I wasn't planning to buy these. The first yeah. one, I just happened to have some extra... Like the When I went to the comic shop that month, or that week, it was a very light week. So I was like, okay, I'll pick this up and try it. And then it was good, so I kept buying it. But It sounds like something John Byrne would have written in like the 80s and Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I have not read that run. I don't know, but it was, it was oh, a very God, solid story. 
That yeah, that is that that was actually given it praise, but it sounds like something they burned would have written in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I honestly, you know, no disrespect to Yost, but if he ever needs to step away from the Superior Spider-Man team, I'm kind of like I nominate Mike Costa to follow him. I second. This yep. is a really well done team up too. I mean, you look all the heroes kind of got their due. Um, yep. And the they worked together in ways that made sense. You know, he divided these people into teams of of who worked well together. And you had Otto being the leader he should be and directing the young X-Men and even trying to help them learn how to use their powers better on the fly. It was really well done. And i got to say, this is, this is the Superior Spider-Man I want to read. Um, i got to quote my favorite line from the thing when uh, you know, Beast says something that's a, you know, he just makes a stupid joke, and then he has to tell the slightly annoyed Otto that what he just said was a joke, and Otto responds, right, of course, I love jokes, I'm Spider-Man. I like him, him schooling Jean Grey. Do this. What? I can't do that. Do this. You can't do that. Anyway, I thought that was funny too. Yeah, it's just I thought it was really, really yeah. well written and just ab- uh, the biggest yeah. surprise of the entire month to me. Cool. All right, what do we got next? Next up, um, Marvel Knights Spider-Man number one. Oh God! This one came out <laughs> the same week as that all new X Men special. So again, I, I wasn't gonna buy it because it was an extra title. I don't have the money, but it was a light week, so I picked it up for Spider Satellites. Let's just say you're not buying issue two. I'm having to review issue two. You bet your ass. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't our um, didn't we have somebody review this on the front page? Yeah, yeah. Well, was it Ethan? I'll review yeah, it first. Ethan. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying because I think I, I remember at the time because everybody was talking about how bad it sucked on the boards, mm-hmm. and then and then he gave it a positive review on the front page, and then when I heard Kevin, Kevin, you know, tonight Kevin was like, "Oh God, oh geez, this is epic," you know, about how bad this is. So I, 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 I don't, you know, I, I guess is I even just, I, how, what? Let's have Kevin review. Yeah, let's go ahead. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm just going to tell it to you like it is, okay? <laughs> the plot is, Spider-Man is tripping. That's it. Straight up. Spider-Man trips through 20, 22, however many pages this thing is. That is the comic. He literally is drugged, and that's the comic you read. Mm-hmm. I give this an F. <laughs> I give this the biggest F. Uh, what, what caused him to trip? Off. We even... We even know? Yeah, it was somebody's stuff blown in his face. There's like there's a bunch of villains he runs across in this thing. It's just like like Morbius is in it technically, but it's just you know everybody gets a couple of panels while he's tripping out. And the first one, oh, who was that? The first yeah, villain that he runs up against just doses him with some gas. <laughs> It's, I don't know. The whole thing is a yeah. complete mess. Uh, it, was, it was like a you, don't do drugs PSA stretched out to a full issue. You made it sound like Mysterio blew pot smoke in his face or something. Right? Basically, that is the plot. Uh, yeah. This thing spends all its time trying to be trippy and confusing, and in the end, we're left with absolutely nothing compelling. And the solicitation is he goes up against 99 villains. You're like, do you think the Sinister Six is bad? Try 99. I'm yeah, like, and it's what? like, okay, here's a he's tripping. Here's a panel of Morbius biting him. Here's a panel of Manwolf standing over him, even though you didn't see Manwolf beat him. Here's a. Then there's Arcade. Yeah, it ends Arcade's up with Arcade in, it, in yeah. there, and then in the very ending, he's on a plane. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad. It is. I, I'm gonna. 
I'm going to declare this the worst comic book of 2013. Period. Yeah. It doesn't Do have any redeeming qualities in the writing. The writing is just, a com- uh, again, it's a complete mess. It's the best way I can describe it. And the art, this it's art that is really, really, really on David Max jock. <laughs> <laughs> this guy loves good. him some David Mack. Um, yeah. And I like David Mack too, but I prefer it when David Mack does it. <laughs> it's not horrible art. It's not horrible art, but yeah. Well, it's, it's like def- the entire style is is just a, a David Mack ripoff. He's doing the exact same quirks, um, and the stuff that's actual, like you know, this is him drawing a person, which is rare in this. What is that Peter Parker he drew? Who is that supposed to look like? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's ooh, ugly. Well, what? How much did this cost you, Kevin? Three ninety nine. Yeah. You said this is the worst book of 2013. What was the what was the the or or what what the previous one? what book did you did you think was worse than this and how far back was it? I mean like this is the worst book in how long? That's a very this good ranks question. up there. <laughs> this this ranks up there with uh that the power and responsibility I think is what that was I called. That many I say this ranks up there with Spider-Man Breakout. Do you remember my reviews of that? Oh, yeah. That was bad. That was real bad. I ended up, I think, that was one of my early reviews for Spider-Man Crawl Space. This was back in, like, 05. This was on the old site. Um, and I gave the whole the whole miniseries a grade at the end of it, and I think I gave it a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was, the, what was the goal of this miniseries? What were they trying to do? Make money? <laughs> yeah, but well, what was goal two? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the last time they revived the Marvel Knights line, yeah. it was to give, it was to have high-profile creators um, just do their own take, not burdened by continuity. So you got things like Silver Surfer Requiem by JMS and Asad Rabik, which I, yeah. I haven't read, but I hear it's amazing. Um, it's not bad. I like it. I like it. And there was uh, Submariner. Comp- that was, was really, really good. Too. This yeah. time around. Um, Apparently their thing is they're giving they're showcasing up and coming talent doing their takes on whatever the stuff. Um, Matt, Matt Matt Kent is the writer. I'm Matt Kent, and he's just I mean I don't know if the guy ever sleeps because I think he's writing half of DC's titles now since DC fired everybody or they made them walk off. Um, he's from uh, Missouri. Look at this. Yeah, I mean Saint he started Louis, out. Missouri. I know he had an indie comic called I think Mind Management. And then he just kept getting more and more jobs at DC as people left the books. Uh, he's, writing, he's writing Justice League of America now because Jeff Johns was like, I, I don't got time for this. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to disparage the guy. I don't. I, I haven't read a huge amount of his stuff, but I haven't read anything of his that I, I thought was any good. Um, I'm sure he's probably a nice dude. He's getting a lot of work, so he's got to be amicable. I just yeah. do not. I haven't enjoyed any of his writing that I've seen. Um, but, you know, that's probably going to be par for the course for the Marvel Knights line, because do you know who's writing the new Marvel Knights Hulk? I don't. I, I ordered it, though. Uh, Mr. Morbius himself, Joe Keating. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, Damn it. And that's nuts. All right. Is, you know, I'm going to be honest. If you don't want to review Marvel Knights Spider-Man for Spider-Satellites, it doesn't really matter. This thing is clearly out of continuity anyway. No, dude. I, I, I want the listeners. This is my dedication to the listeners. I'm going to review all the next four issues of this turd fest. 
All right, I'm that dedicated to the listeners of this podcast that Kevin says, screw it, I'm not dropping another penny. I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm ordering this. He's ordered it through Mail Order Comics. He's already ordered it yeah. before he saw how bad it was going to be, so he's locked in it. Now, here's what's sad. Here's what's sad. I'm such a Spider-Man completist. I probably would have ordered it even if I, after I knew how bad this thing was, just to know the spider history. I don't mind. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like that with other things. I mean, I... Part of me wants to be like that with Spider-Man, but there's just too damn much. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But uh, no, I will review issue two, three, four, and five. How are we stretching this out for five issues? We'll find out over the next five months. <laughs> That's half a year. I know, dude. We got some turds coming up. Wait for them, yeah. <laughs> turds in a punch bowl. I tell you what, this is like Venom coming out of the toilet. Uh, I tell you what. <laughs> really, I mean, it's like, you know, I... I tried to not be insulting, but I just felt so insulted by this comic book. Charged me oh, three ninety nine yeah. for Spider Man to trip for twenty two pages. Like, I don't know what the hell who was thinking. I read I read the book in like literally five minutes too, which is not good. No, yeah, it's the same. It was just yeah, every flavor of awful. Exactly. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's let's do some. Oh, 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 cleanse our palate, please. Uh, I will. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, you know, decently. This, this, this isn't brilliant, but it's good. Uh, Mighty Avengers number two. I like it a lot. Wait, what? Number two? Number two? Yeah. I, I've lost. What's wrong? I, I don't know. I, this is, this is the, the team that Luke Cage is leading. How many, how many Avengers? I, I don't know. I, I thought he was already in one. I thought it was like the new uh, Avengers. Well, Spider-Man was on the main Avengers team for the first half of it, but then when the Infinity event hit, um, that book started focusing on the group of Avengers that went into space. Um, and Spider-Man stayed on Earth, and now he is officially a member of this Mighty Avengers team, which is more street level. Like it's it's very much a spiritual successor to Bendis's New Avengers. Yeah, uh, it's really good. It's yeah, and um, I'm not going to give the identity spoiler on this podcast um, oh, because I've, I've read number three, and that still hasn't been revealed in the comic. Book. The identity so if people spoiler. Want to avoid the spoiler. The identity um, spoiler, what do you mean? I'm not going to give it to you here. But no, of who? Whose identity? Of the guy who's calling himself Spider Hero. You can Google oh. it. There's a dude in a suit of a red and green Spider-Man suit. And we don't. he's a friend of uh, Cap Photon. And uh, we don't know who it is, but it has been spoiled. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. The spoiler is what put this book back on my pull list. Yep. Now that I know who that character is. You bo- okay, so you both know who it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Brad, one of you me t- that morning. Somebody type like, it okay. in the window. I mean, my God, I will. I don't, don't leave me there hanging. You oh, there you wow. Yeah, that's... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's kind of, that's right. it too, George. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Well, Kevin's buying the book again. <laughs> yeah, but I, I swear to you, you read number three, and like, I, I feel like if I didn't already know who it was, number three gives you the clues to actually start putting it together. It totally makes nice. sense that it's him. Hmm. Um, anyway, let's stop talking about what we're not talking about. Him, him on um, Avengers. Right, everybody awesome. listening to the podcast right now is extending their middle me? finger. I see your thing. Yeah, I, can, your, your I can hear you fine. I, hear you. I can't. Yeah, Kevin? You're fine. Kevin, can you not hear us? Oh, you're back. You, you, All right. you were silent for a while, and then you came in on a weird tech wave. And that's the second time in a row that's happened. So that's probably not good. Um, but <laughs> you haven't had any problems with me? No, no, you're fine. Okay, let's keep talking. <laughs> we just talked. We just spoiled a whole bunch of who that guy is who we're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't. 
<laughs> you know, I just feel like if people want to avoid the spoiler, especially since we're doing this segment now, so it's just last month's book, so people aren't spoiled. Uh, yeah. It's not our business to give them the spoiler. Yeah. Um, although, as soon as it's out in the book, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Brad's not going to put this up until like the day after Thanksgiving or something. Ah, stuff your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so by then, everybody will know. Anyway, so might even do number two. Uh, uh. Yeah. Um, the battle with Thanos' agent, Proxima Midnight, gets worse, and Doctor Strange is being influenced to do something bad. Proxima puts on a uh, or she, she puts a special spear through Spectrum that we're told will kill her in minutes. Mighty Avengers hold her off until she's called away, but then Doctor Strange pulls Shuma Goroth out of the ground. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Blue Marvel is flying in at that moment to join the fight. And that's where we end for this month. This is the uh, street level team. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> just just checking. <laughs> yeah, street level is a. Well, street level brings in Doctor Strange every now and then. We go mystical. Uh, magical, Doctor Strange yeah. was in the new Avengers team a lot. Street level is uh, it's a loose term. I mean, these are basically people that fight more the earthbound stuff, you know, I mean, but you have really powerful heroes like Photon, who was uh, Monica Rambeau, previous Captain Marvel. No, uh, I love Monica Rambeau. And you have you Blue Marvel comes in next issue, and he's powerful and awesome. Um, this issue gets a B plus. It it felt a bit standard, but nothing to complain about, and being a pretty much all-fight event tie-in, it could do a lot worse than feeling pretty standard. Uh, the only thing that rubbed me wrong was yet another scene of New Yorkers standing up to a supervillain. It's very cliched and played out at this point, for my money, personally. Um, I mean, it wasn't a bad scene of that. It's just, I've really seen this before. Anybody that's ever seen a Spider-Man movie has seen this before. Greg Land Art, what do you think? I like the aesthetic of his art, personally. There are times where there's sort of a weird, distracting facial expression, um, which, you know, porn. But (laughs) (laughs) but honestly, I really like the aesthetic of his art. I don't don't mind it either. He's... He's kind of like the modern uh, Liefeld, where they have really vocal critics on him. Oh. It's, it's a very flashy but sort of iconic superhero style, and I think that, that works here. I thought it worked for uh, – he helped launch Gillen's Iron Man. Um, I thought it worked with the X-Men when he was doing that. I, I just enjoyed the look of it, it, even if, you know, again, I fully admit that it's not perfect. Right. I agree. But yeah, there is a very cool uh, moment at the end, though, of Luke Cage, you know, having been beaten pretty soundly by this cosmic woman, dragging his ass off the ground to choruses of Avengers Assemble coming from the crowd. That yeah, that was cool. That's that a was hardcore really... inspirational moment. I I dug that. I love Luke Cage just going after her. Yeah, and that was. The writer is doing really well with that stuff because near the end of yeah. issue number three, Cage has another good little inspiring moment. I yeah. I don't know Al Ewing's work at all, but I'm impressed so far. Me too. It's it's honestly my favorite Avengers book. I can't say that. I enjoy Hickman's work, although I think Infinity has not been structured well. No. I, I can't even understand Infinity. There are too many antagonists. I think the main focus should have been Thanos. I have no idea about these builders. I have no idea about whatever the hell the... I, I, I'm just so confused with that. Cross. I don't feel confused. Um, I don't feel like there's anything with it that I don't understand. I just feel like it's too much split focus trying to make... I feel like it was a big, sprawling Jonathan Hickman story, like he does, like you saw in Fantastic yeah. Four and FF. And 
Uh, I think Marvel saw, hey, we can get an event out of this, and he had to cram stuff into a six-issue event that just wasn't built for it. If you're going to do that kind of thing, you need Jim Starlin to do Thanos. Yep. You you, you you really do. Well, here's the thing. I I assume you're not reading it, right? No. But it's it's not that he's doing Thanos bad. It's that the focus of the story is completely split. So Thanos is on Earth. Half the Avengers are in space dealing with something completely different. And it's just... it's not working as a cohesive event. I get the idea. You know, the idea is that, oh, there's this huge cosmic threat. The Avengers have been called away. Thanos sees an unprotected Earth, so he goes for it. I get the idea of that story. It's just, it's too disjointed. The, the coolest scene, however, of the book, in my opinion, was Thor kissing his hammer, oh, yeah. throwing it away, and then it, it takes a trip around the sun or whatever, and then goes right through the gut of the guy. I'm like, hell yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That, that was but, that was the only scene of the book I'm like I loved. But <laughs> it's been a very good well, Captain America story too. He's pretty much got like the entire <sighs> all the cosmic leaders following him. Yeah, I just I'm not digging it. But anyway, go ahead. Superior we go into Superior we done with Mighty? Uh we're done with Mighty. We're going to we got two issues of Team Up this month, and that's besides the three specials we've already had. Yeah. It's kinda like five issues of Superior Spider Man Team Up this month. One one was good, one was bad, in my opinion. Oh, dear God. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little preview. These two issues, F and yeah. A. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm with you on this, Kev, 100%. Um, and, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Ooh, I, I'm, like, mentally preparing myself for this because it's just such a... a number four is horrible. Spirit Spider-Man team up number four is part two of the quote-unquote infinity tie-in. Complete bollocks. Um, <laughs> this one's written. This one's part two, also written by fill-in artist Rob Rody, um, fill-in writer Rob Rody. Ro- Rob, I can't say his name. Rob Rody, um, and fill-in penciler Mike Del Mundo, I believe. Um, anyway, we talked about part two, part one of this last month. It got a D, and I told you it had room to get worse, and I didn't lie. Um, yep. Ox, Dr. Octopus's sort of protege, calling herself Fulmina, is blocking out the world a little at a time in order to return us to the tranquility and contemplativeness of the Dark Ages. Because that's likely. That's not what made the Dark Ages the Dark Age. No, absolutely nothing about this is... No. Just, uh, Doesn't make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> every once in a while, the story's interrupted by Doc Ock running across a minion of Thanos he has to beat up so we can call this an Infinity Crossover. Exactly. Um, then, yep. I just in, if this wasn't random enough crap, Ock pulls Fulmina into his mind using his MacGuffin machine and <laughs> argues against the Dark Ages being a good thing. Because, well, yeah... He then releases her, and she beats up an alien ship before seeming to dissipate. George, why do you think that one got an F? <laughs> oh, man. I, um, where do I, I mean, where do I start? I mean... Exactly. This was unreadably bad. I, I don't yeah. say that often, although with, you know, Marvel Knights, I get to say it twice in one month. But... Th- this, this was better than Marvel Knights, though. I'll give you that. It... <sighs> This at least tried to give me a comic book story where Marvel Knights didn't even make that attempt. Yeah. Um, but it failed <laughs> really, yeah. really hard. I had a hard time getting through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this nonsense has fuck all to do with Infinity. 
it's, it's a really disingenuous way to draw readers into a bad story by slapping an event logo on it. Yeah, just to put it on a, just to put it on a list somewhere and give it a number on a checklist. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the book is called Team Up. So, uh, is the girl Sun Girl? Is that what her name is? <laughs> no, actually, the next one has a new character called Sun Girl in it. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, what was this girl called? Fulmina. Fulmina. Which is apparently like a Middle Ages term for light or some crap. Jesus. Um, yeah. The art The art wasn't horrible. The art wasn't, wasn't great. I think I said last month, uh, Michael yeah. Mundo, I think he's evolved his style a little bit to fit better with superhero comics. Because he's done some yeah. things before, and it's been very weird, blocky, kid cartoony looking stuff. But this is better than he's been. So, and I, I appreciate somebody that continues to evolve their style and try to do better and try to do better. Um, yeah. It's what any artist should do. Uh, but this whole thing kind of hinges on this character, and and the character and concept became less and less convincing, and she started from a place of not being convincing at all. It's just it's utterly pointless drivel. That is, that is all I can say about this. Yeah, it's bad. It, this was as bad as this comic could possibly get. I think. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move right along to number five when Christopher Yost comes back. <laughs> uh, Thank God. Yeah, seriously. Uh, if if. <laughs> This should make us appreciate him a little bit. And, and the artwork on the Chichetto? Marco Chichetto. That man knows how to draw a comic. Love his stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a very like detailed, sort of almost hyper-realistic style. It's, got, it's a little bit stylized in its own way, but it's oh, great to look at. Awesome. Um, this one's got the Wrecking Crew attacking the shockingly quickly built Alchemax Tower. Now, when I said earlier something about you know tight continuity between titles... This yeah. is this came out like what two weeks after Alchemax was founded in right. Superior Spider-Man, and all of a sudden in the satellite book, the tower is built. We're good, yeah, moving along. And Miguel O'Hara already makes an appearance as uh, as the uh, the assistant there, right? Uh, which George, have you heard about those developments? Grumble, 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 grumble. I think this. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Like giving you know, giving us a reason to have some new Miguel O'Hara stuff. You know, mixing it up with the present day stuff. I think it's great. Um, but that's me. Yeah, anyway, I hear um, he's getting his own book. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hasn't been confirmed anywhere I can find it. Yeah, there, there was a something on Bleeding Cool said it was announced in like a private closed session at Comic Con. I feel like we would have heard more about that by now. Yeah, surely um, someone will cover it for the site. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, have you heard about what this, what they're talking about? Uh uh-uh. uh They're saying like the rumor is there hasn't been an officially announced book. The rumor is that Marvel told. Um, like, no, I read that, I read that. Yeah, I read where it came from. So yeah, it's apparently going to. They're saying it's going to be a Marvel Unlimited subscription only digital comic. Twenty ninety nine is. Yeah, that's what the rumor is. Oh, even I haven't heard that. I, I just that. heard that they, I heard that they announced it to the digital subscribers that there is going to be a book. I didn't hear. What that I was heard be was that it was Marvel only. Unlimited digital only book. Ah, oh. I, I, I tell you, that's a mistake because if, if if they put this out in print, they could be tying into a a niche market that, or not a niche market, but a, a group of fandom or a sect of fandom. That has wanted to see something along these lines for what damn near almost twenty years. 
and and yeah. in a way that you know you've got people. Oh, we want Ben Riley back. We want and Rob, Marvel's never going to get. By the way, all you all you fans out there who keep holding on to the oh he's someday they're going to bring. No, it's never going to happen. But but this is something that could be possible. Could actually be, possibly be done, and would give a lot of people something that they've wanted for a long time. Now, granted. The you know be careful what you wish for you know suddenly it's going to be like you know a replay of, of what Kevin you got with Morbius mm-hmm. oh god you know so so that that's the danger is that they're going to bring it back and it's going to be a giant pile of ass Marvel Knights Hulk baby <laughs> <laughs> but okay. but uh, but if it is a giant pile of ass it's uh, it's on Kevin to review it ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson from the Simpsons. If, it, if it's not a giant pile of ass, then then I I'm sitting in the corner uh, masturbating. Wow! All right, now Kevin, back on task. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I don't even know where it was. Man. Follow that one, Kevin. God damn! You know I'm not going to. I'm going to move in a different direction. Um. So anyway, the Wrecking Crew are attacking the Alchemax Tower. <laughs> Octo Spidey decides it's time to test out his new Superior Six, which is himself. Sandman, Electro, Vulture, Chameleon, and Mysterion, who you might remember from the later issues of Avenging Spider-Man as a Mysterio knockoff, because Mysterio's in the Ultimate Universe right now. Uh, uh, yeah, Hob- Hobgoblin sold him the suit, right? Yeah. Mysterion, yeah. is that the chick? No, it's a, it's a, it's a guy. He's just he's wearing a black suit and calling himself he, Mysterion. He, the Hobgoblin oh, sold him the identity. Yeah, Hobgoblin set him. Roderick Kingsley set himself up as like this sort of supervillain kingpin that sells these villain identities, and he sold it. But I don't know why he's using Mysterion if he paid for it. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Go to the Hobgoblin and get your startup. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it totally works. I agree. That's, yeah. Shit, that should be a dumb book. <laughs> I would buy that. I would buy Robert Roderick Kingsley just becoming some new villain every well, month. What would you call the book, George? What would the title Kingsley be? wins? Duh. <laughs> You're including the duh in the title, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's on there like spray paint, you know. It's duh. Kingsley wins, duh. Issue I would three. buy that. Oh, my God. That, that's kind of a kick ass idea. Well, you know who thought of it? Who? Slot. Oh, oh, God! Now I feel. <laughs> Dan Slot started that idea in one of the last. <laughs> amazing. That one. Yeah. That's actually uh, a really, really good idea. I agree. It's not a bad idea. I, I would. Do King- I would buy a graphic novel of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it totally works, and it gives Kingsley, you know, a more specified role when he's operating in the same world where the Green Goblin exists this yeah. time. Hobgoblin Inc. How about that? <laughs> um. Oh, go well, anyway, so uh, Sun Girl's there, I guess, to justify this being a team-up book. She's just kind of flying around. Who's Sun Girl again? She's nobody. I looked okay. her up. Literally, her first appearance was Superior Spider-Man team-up number one. Evidently, she was one of the heroes that he punched in the jaw in that thing, and now she's back. Okay. She. Uh, when I say she's nobody... I'm not exaggerating. No. Um, we know nothing about her. She's just flying around for funsies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, as the battle progresses, we learn that uh, Ock is mentally controlling uh, his fellow six members. That's why they suddenly turned hero. Ock takes the device the Wrecking Crew were, tr- the wrecking crew were trying to steal from Alchemax, and he also takes injured Sun Girl back to Spider Island. Spider Island 2, whatever. Um, 
Elsewhere, the Wrecking Crew informs their employer that they failed. He turns out to be Lightmaster, who references his Masters of Evil. So, guess that's... I always, li- always like Lightmaster. I'm going to be honest, I don't really have any experience with him. I can't think of an issue I've read with Lightmaster. I'm sure I have, but nothing... It's like Amazing 160-ish, right, George? I don't know. Yeah, it was around that. I always remember it as a, you know, when I was... Conway, maybe? When I was young, I really dug his costume. I mean, he looked menacing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I well, like what's going on with this guy? Probably in a group of villains I saw in an issue at once. I just haven't, haven't seen one that, like, features him, especially not somebody to be big enough to have his own Masters of Evil. I was glad he didn't get killed by Scourge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the cap and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, this one gets an A. Uh, thank God, Yost is I back. <laughs> Things got yep. better very quickly. The only real negative I have for the issue is that Sun Girl does not need to be there. Maybe she'll contribute to the plot next issue, but in this one, it, it really feels like Yost is just writing a solid Spider-Man satellite book. But since Team Up is slapped on the cover, he feels the need to guest star a random hero. I would have been totally fine calling the Superior Six the Team Up for this issue. What uh, is Yost confirmed to be on this book for long term? I mean, or is he? I haven't heard any confirmations yeah. or anything. Yeah, um, hey, Brad didn't didn't he write um, Scarlet Spider? No, uh, the Hulk versus cartoons. Yeah, he he's been involved with the cartoons. He's been yeah, he did animation the, for a while. He did the Wolverine and the X Men with Craig Kyle. Um, him, he also did a bit of the Avengers, the the Good Avengers cartoon because yeah. that and Hulk versus was kick ass. He also yeah. co-wrote Thor: The Dark World. No, really? Yep. I didn't know that. That's, I think, yeah, that's uh, I think why he's been so busy and not being able to write his titles. <laughs> I did not know that. Very I good. didn't know yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, if you follow him on Twitter, he's tweeting about it all the time these days, and you know I would be too. <laughs> yeah, uh, who can no. blame him? You know? Yeah, I'd be like, dude, Thor. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, blah 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 blah. Thor. Partners, blah, blah, he was blah. writing partners with Craig Kyle for a long time in animation, and that's why they ended up being a writing team on the X-Force series and the new X-Men before that, which I thought were both excellent. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Good for him. Uh, Good for him. The Chichetto art is excellent. The, yep. the premise is cool, and we even get a bit of Miguel O'Hara in a satellite title already, so I was I was pretty happy, especially coming off number four. Good God. <laughs> this, this was gold next to number four. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I admit I, I guess with the idea of the Superior Six. Um Yeah. Although I mean I I don't have the same venom for that it, for that concept that Bertoni has. Um every, that, every time Bertoni is- hears anything about it, he's like, so, so Doctor Octopus who's <laughs> trying to pretend to be Spider Man is appearing with the Sinister Six, calling them the Six, and this is after he gave himself mechanical arms. And I'm like, Okay, I get that, but I don't really care that much. Team Up 5 was my favorite satellite of the month. He was, uh, um, oh, on Yost, just as, on a side note, was also one of the, uh, he was the head writer of uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's why I like the guys so much, right, I guess. Right, the, the Good Avengers yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I'd yeah. say my favorite satellite title of the month is uh, is Ultimate, and that's nothing unusual. Right. Um, we doing Venom next? We are doing the last <laughs> issue of Venom. So Last issue. That's one less book we'll have going forward, although I'm sure they'll figure something else to throw in there to keep this at ten damn books. Um, Venom number 42. Yep. Venom and Mania go to Atlantic City to contact Mephisto, because that's the kind of place he hangs out. Um, and they're trying Wouldn't to get, you? Yeah, they're trying to get rid of the devil's mark that is now on Mania. If you know, If you've been listening to any of these podcasts or reading Venom, hopefully you know what I'm talking about, because it's too much to review at this point. Um, Flash is apparently a complete idiot. 
because his plan is to stick guns in Mephisto's face. Guns. Bullets. <laughs> in Mephisto's face. Well, you know, hey, Nightcrawler's punched him. Daredevil's punched him. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, folded like a lawn chair. But um, you know, there's there's a there's a, there's a long there's a long history of people trying to punch Mephisto in the face or doing something worse. Thor has hit him with a hammer. That's Thor. Yeah. Thor's hammer is a little bit better than a gun. He's Flash Thompson. He's not the brightest cat. Yeah. So still, yeah, still, it's more than Spider-Man did. Folded like a lawn chair. <laughs> Love it. So anyway, Crossbones <laughs> and the DOA show up again and get royally spanked when Mephisto, yeah. who is affronted by their attempts to kill those he's marked, steps in by sending the, and I can't believe I have to say this name again, the Monsters of Evil, to basically eat them. Um, I was fine with the use of it. I just wish he hadn't used that stupid name again. So after the battle, Mephisto doesn't take the mark away. He does offer some origin secrets to Mania. Get this. Her symbiote is the clone that Venom absorbed of himself way back at the end of the god-awful Daniel Way Tsunami series. And she's marked because Mephisto says he didn't make the deal with Flash, he made it with the symbiote. So the symbiote was able to transfer it. Was, it, was there a red bird? Was there a devil brick? Not yet. <laughs> I didn't catch that, Kevin, when I read it. Go, go back to the Daniel Way miniseries. What, what happened? In the Daniel Way miniseries... Um, Basically, or ongoing. It was originally an yeah, ongoing. Yeah, it was, it was an 18-issue series. So I can't yeah. call it a miniseries. It was a series. Um, in the Daniel Way series, there was this whole terrible plot where the Venom symbiote had been cloned. And I don't even remember that at all. It was awful. The, the series ended with uh, Venom absorbing the clone. Now, Venom not only mm. absorbed the clone, but at the end of it, both Eddie Brock and the clones host were inside this one symbiote. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking just the most ridiculous, stupid thing ever. Now, I thought, and I think everybody else thought, that that stinker was just out of continuity as far as everybody was concerned. I guess. But I really legitimately thought it was out of continuity. And then Colin Bond comes in like, I got this. <laughs> I was I was shocked that he I just remember reading the very first couple issues of that Daniel Way Venom series where it was such a ripoff of John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh yeah, it it was The Thing. Period. I mean, perf I mean, pitiful. And then the next arc was let's put it on Wolverine cuz stuff. Yeah, cuz it was I read the whole thing, but it was it was god awful. Um This issue, however, gets a B. No good. Once again, Venom is ending <laughs> Better than it was for uh, for most of when I was picking it up. Just kind of anticlimactic, too. I think. Yeah. I mean, just kind of like right, we're done. Doesn't feel entirely like a final issue. No, it doesn't. It ties up most things pretty nicely. Um, and bonus, now we know what Mania is, and yeah. and last issue's explanation of Hellstorm being a copy is thankfully the final word on all that out of character crap. So for me, that's the two biggest questions that have been hanging out there resolved. And Bun has said he's not done writing symbiotes, so I'm wondering if they're doing a Mania miniseries or... You know, I'd be he's fine with that. I've actually really enjoyed yeah. the Mania character in this book, which, you know, surprises me. Um, so liking much in this book surprises me, but especially that seemed like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, oh, and the guy that I said was Master Pandemonium last issue um, was actually a disciple of his with the exact same power called Master Mayhem. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cheap okay. knockoff, so it's okay that I think Mephisto killed him. What, okay. From what I saw, I'm pretty sure Mephisto just ripped him up. And Venom has an upcoming storyline in Superior, so I yep. guess we're going to find out if Flash keeps the suit. It, they're sure so. making us think he's not going to. So, yeah. uh, there's a cover, literally, of the symbiote running away from from Flash. And then the next the next issue is a, a bigger Venom, and it says something about the superior Venom. And the one after that, the cover is very clear that the symbiote is on auto. Yeah. So... I guess we'll we'll see how that whole thing ends up. It could be interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess goodbye to the Venom title. You <laughs> you only showed your promise when you'd already been canceled. <laughs> Still though, that's a good that's a good run. Yeah, forty two issues. Yeah, that's respectable. It's nothing to sneeze at. Nope. It's almost four years. Yeah, and you know, only only two writers and. Sales were pretty good for a while. And I, I feel bad for Bun. Both of his Marvel books are ending. You know, I mean, uh, Fearless Defenders ended and, and Venom's ending, and I wonder what he has coming up. I mean, I, I just put it, my interview with him that I did at St. Louis. He's a really nice guy, but... Uh, oh, I pretty think I saw something about his, like, uh, I think he said, like, Fearless Defenders fans keep your eyes open, so I feel like there's an all-new book coming for that or something. Oh. Oh, we're so gonna, I mean, yeah, I think we're going to get a, a superior defenders where it's like uh, four defenders and they're all mind controlled by Spock. <laughs> the so. thing is about Bun that he reminds me of Kevin is what it does because he's a he's a, a guy that, that worked in a comic shop and he, he wanted to break into the industry and he did and he's he's been handed a lot of Marvel work. It was what you, I hope one day Kevin that and they they look exactly alike. They don't look. The <laughs> butt looks a lot more like me I than know. he does. Kevin. <laughs> got that video on the main page. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I just wish good things for the guy. Yeah, and you know, I, I've said a lot of negative things about uh, the guy's writing uh, on the podcast, and I, I sometimes worry about you know creators in this day and age having access, you know, so much access to the criticism. Um, yeah. You know, they have immediate access to the reviews we write. We'd never know if they're listening to the podcast or something. And I just, you know, when I when I talk about these comics, I really hope these guys understand that I have no problem with him as a person. I don't know him as a person. Uh, you said he's a very nice guy. I've heard that from other people. I do wish him well. You know, I, I hope he gets more projects. I hope he does well with them. Um, and he'll get better with more work. Yeah, I mean, we like, had some very like different ideas of what makes a good Venom book for a while, but you know that that doesn't mean I wish him any ill will. I mean, you gave this one a B. Yeah, so like he, I said I think better in your mind. I thought this Venom book under him improved a lot in the last several issues. I, I think I gave a couple of them an A in the past couple of months. All the uh, all the interviews I've read with him, he sounds pretty even keel. I haven't watched the yeah. interview that Brad did with him, but he sounds like he's... I mean, now, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, anytime you say, well, I don't think it makes sense for this character, they act like you just said, you know, said that their mom was ugly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, or something like that, and they can't, you know... But he doesn't He doesn't strike me as that type. Right. I agree. So, we wish Mr. Bun well. Yeah. And so... Yep. All right, we got Ultimate 28, huh? We do. Um, the final issue of this volume of Ultimate Spider-Man. Um... Kinda. Well, we don't we don't know if the Ultimate Universe is about to be eaten or not, even though all signs are it is. Um, we know. Even if the Ultimate <laughs> Universe continues, Brian Bendis referred to this as the final issue of this volume. 
So if the if the Ultimate Universe is not eaten, we're going to end up with a new number one. Well, we have the Ultimate Cataclysm Spider-Man 1 by Bendis, so it's coming up. Yeah, that's a three-issue miniseries. It's, it's it an extension of this. I'm just saying this is the last issue yeah. of this volume. Galactus is about to take a universe-sized deuce. Seriously, I... I, <laughs> I I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm, I'm going to be honest. Nothing happened. Um, Cataclysm number one is is like one big scene of Galactus just destroying everything. He basically takes out Jersey, right? Not basically. It's you see him land in New York and start taking New York out, and you're told he already took out Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> because these are written by New Yorkers, and everything I've ever heard is New Yorkers really hate New Jersey. I guess. Jersey was like those couple of crackers you have before you eat, like while, while you're waiting for dinner to you know to finish cooking, and you, but you have to eat right then, so you have like a half a sleeve of Ritz. <laughs> That's what Jersey is for Galactus. It's half a sleeve of Ritz. I guarantee a Hornacek is going to quote that. I love that. <laughs> Jersey is like a half a sleeve of Ritz. <laughs> Before you're hungry. <laughs> You've been Hornacek. <laughs> uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Hornacek on our message board quotes, it takes the best quotes of the podcast and writes them verbatim, and I adore reading those. Every, pretty much every day he puts something oh, yeah, out. And there are a lot of times he's doing stuff so old that I don't remember saying I don't that remember or either, anybody else saying that, but it cracks me up. I, I adore reading those. So anyway, go ahead. Ultimate... 28, last issue, volume Open 2. Ultimate Spider-Man number 28. Um, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Cloak, Dagger, and Bombshell go break right through the window of Mr. Roxon's office to take him on. After some arguing about who is going to jail, him or them, Miles dangles Roxon from his own building, and Roxon tells him that it was he who hired Miles' uncle Aaron to break into Oscorp, the very beginning of this series, causing the chain of events that led to him becoming Spider-Man. He also drops a cryptic hint to ask his father who he used to be before Miles was born. So that the fact that we're dropping that hint makes you think that Bendis feels like he's going to continue the story somewhere. Yeah. Um, Love that scene where he drops him off the building. He just yeah. He's just jumps. basically like, okay, mother. Uh, yeah. Gonna, there you go. I'm just going to dangle you from the, this big X that you've got on your building. See how you like. <laughs> and then, then the the web pulls Spider-Man down too. It just falls with them. I just love the visual of that. Yeah. Um, Great. So Roxon's Super Brain Trust, which is Ultimate Layla Miller, Master Sinister, Samuel Stearns, and Arnim Zola, come to take on the assembled teenage heroes. But even when Stearns hulks out, the teens just beat the Brain Trust handily. In the end, all the heroes agree this went rather well, and maybe they should do it again. It's like pretty much the whole ending feeling of this is this is a good team up. Can we team up yeah. again? Uh, <laughs> I give this one an A plus. Brian <laughs> Bendis, Dave Marquez are operating together on a level here that you just don't get to see that often. For Marquez's nope. part, I've always said he was born to draw this book, and this issue it seems even more gorgeous than usual. Miles' costume just pops out of every panel. I mean. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing different, but he was already perfect, and he just put it way over the top for this final issue. He's making the the, the kid grow up a little bit. The body shape or the body size of Miles, you can tell he's grown a lot in the last year. Yeah. Um, that, that more was of a one man of, as a boy. One of their yeah. intentions with uh, the year break between, before, uh, or between the Venom story and the Spider-Man No More story. Um, they they talked about kind of redesigning so Miles is a little bit older. Uh, his friend, whose name I still don't know how to pronounce, Gonke or Gonke or whatever, 
gunky. I was yeah. Smart, but... um, he's he's a little bit slimmer. <laughs> they talked about him working out a little bit. Um, yeah, I thought they that that was very good of them since they were doing a year jump. When you're dealing with kids this young, there is a difference when you yeah when it's a year later. Um, and Bendis, you know, delivers great dialogue, awesome superheroics, answers to mysteries, more mysteries, and and just a good damn time. It's yep. it's one of those issues for me that reminds you why you read comic books. And I really hope Galactus doesn't need this universe. Or at least Miles' portion of it. <laughs> uh, we've, we've had this talk many times. I love Miles, I love this comic, and I don't see how it works the same way without the Ultimate Universe. I agree. So that's, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the Ultimate Spider-Man tie-ins to Cataclysm, and I'll even review the main Cataclysm book, Inspire Satellite, starting next month. But that's, yeah. that's the end of talking about this ongoing volume. Yeah. And it was great. I agree. Moving on to Scarlet Spider number 23. Last one you got before I go to Carnage. Yep. Um, oh, and wow. the third to last issue of the series. <laughs> Ending with number 25, we're on number 2023. Um, so Craven beats the absolute crap out of Kane. Chris Brown would be proud of this beat. <laughs> <laughs> Until Anna Craven slashes Donald Meehlin open. And then Kane finally decides to, uh, to stop getting his ass kicked and kills Craven with one strike to the chest. Kills him with one hit, after he's just been getting beaten down this whole time. He frees his friends, gives Anna a big new facial scar with his stinger that I'm sure will become a hallmark of her look, and then he brings Craven back to life with another one punch to the chest. He says their connection is over since Craven died, and in the end, Donald may or may not be alive, and or he may or may not live, he's alive, um... And Wally finally uses his police resources after 23 issues to look up Kane's criminal file. This gets a D. It's a very <laughs> solid, down in the dumps D. It is a it is a mess. It is the same thing I said about another issue before. But the art is poor. The logic is non-existent. Kane has the punches of life and death. This this is just not the book we used to love. It, the spark that was there, the magic that was there, the logic that was there, the good storytelling and art that were there, are no longer there. This is uh, I'm I'm happy for the book to end if this is what we're gonna get. What's your grade on this one again? D. I'd give this one a B B plus. I loved it. I really did. I don't know why we disagree on this one so much, but I love a, a, a suicidal, homicidal craven that wants to die. Well, Brad, I've I always lo- said, yeah. you know, it, you're well within your rights to be wrong. <laughs> that is your decision. I don't know why. I just I, I loved it a lot more than you did on this one. It's just I don't I don't understand why you love it. I get the you know the idea of craven. Uh, is interesting, but the execution of this is awful. The The writing doesn't take any time to make sense. The art looks like it is sketchy pencils that did not take time to go to an anchor, and I don't think this guy's pencils were ready to be colored over. Well, I was shocked when uh, Aunt, uh, Penny the Skittles hooker, whatever yeah. her name is, Skittles the <laughs> hooker, yeah. uh, Craven's daughter, just gutted the, the guy's husband. I mean, that... that I mean, anyway, I, I was Honestly, shocked that's, with that. That's the least they could have done. 
we're we've built up this whole story with Kane supporting cast. You won't survive this. The cover has all of their graves on it, and so yeah, the bare minimum is we slashed open Donald Meland, and he may or may not live. And now, of course, you know, it was obviously not Kane's fault, but we have to have the the typical fictional contrivance of, well, now Wally blames Kane, and Wally's going to go look up his record. And something that I brought up in the uh, review, Mm -hmm. Kane's police file has a mugshot of him in a mask. (laughs) It has a mugshot of him in a mask. It's a picture of a mask. It can't really have a picture of Peter Parker, can it? Why have a picture, a mugshot? At, you don't let somebody take a mugshot with a mask on, Brad. <laughs> it de- it defeats the purpose, Brad. I know it. And now, I know. now, Zach pointed out to me that okay. this logical problem is kind of the fault of the Clone Saga, because evidently, somewhere, it was explained. The reason that he was still in his costume when he was being transferred later when he broke out was that he had convinced the police to let him keep his costume on because it was a containment suit that was keeping him alive. So, oh, Zach says that's, that's the explanation. That's fair. Here's what I got for you. Okay. Kane, when we saw him, when he returned for Brand New Day, when J.M. DeMathis did a short story for him, was incarcerated with no costume on. Why didn't they update the mugshot to one of his face? When when Kane first hit the scene, he wasn't wearing a mask. Why didn't why, why couldn't the mugshot been you know back when he had the uh, the the you know the perm mullet and the scarred well, face or whatever? He did that. He was wearing a mask during that era. The that, perm, that's yeah, but then, he, but then he ran around like nomad. On a on a bike, looking like 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 he wanted to be a pro wrestler. Oh yeah, well you're talking about lost year stuff. Well yeah, I'm just saying there's there's photos out there that exist of the guy probably. So yeah, I'm saying there should be. From what we've seen, there should be. It just uh, everybody seems to think I'm nitpicking, and <laughs> nobody seems to have the the complete disbelief I do on this. But just the fact that we're talking about a mugshot of a mask. No, it's ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It just took you out of the story as it, it did. Yeah, it? yeah, very much yeah. so. So yeah, th- this this was really a, not a good issue of Scarlet Spider, and we've got two issues left for him to do better. And I, God, I hope they do. The the, the thing also I liked about this is Craven got what he wanted, and Kane says, "No, you're not getting that. So I'm bringing you back to life." And I, I, well, that and was Kane, awesome. master of the mystic arts. Uh, yeah. is, is the one to tell us that, oh, you died, so now this bond where I'm the only one that can kill you is over since I brought you back to life. I already killed you. We're done. Yeah. Where'd you read well, that, Kane? Yeah, he, well, he's watching Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's watching Buffy. Remember from the end of season one where she died? and Yep. Yeah. You know, and then the, there's another Slayer. You know, I, he's watching I'm totally Buffy. I'm not get us off track and, and harp on this, but it was always a huge hole in the plot to me that she was dead for three months between seasons five and six, and no other Slayer was ever called. Well, wasn't that... Well, hang, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on here. <laughs> Seriously, once you realize that it's huge. I, I, I got to go back and do research now. <laughs> I, wasn't that when like suddenly we had like a thousand of them? 
Oh, no, no that, that was after season seven. Yeah, that's right. That was a right. spell they did. That had nothing to do no, with No, that wasn't the end of season seven because remember they were uh, they had like Felicia Day and all of them start no, popping up. They, they were all in season seven as they were potential slayers. That potential. Okay. And okay. then at the that's end true. of the yeah. series finale, they activated the potentials. That's where I'm but lost. Okay. No yeah. new slayer was ever called when she died for much, much longer. Wow, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just a gigantic plot hole. Anyway. Brad is like, fuck. Brad is like, double fuck to both of you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I only got, I only got to a couple episodes of season two of half the Half the listeners of this podcast now are like, mind blown. And Brad is like, <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm actually looking that Batman Arkham Origins is on sale on Amazon as you guys were talking about that. Oh, God. <laughs> You should look up Buffy on Netflix because if you don't get a few into season two, I actually I actually bought Buffy season one to seven on DVD when they were on sale for like twelve dollars a piece. And I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through these. I'm, I'm, right. And then I watch season then I watch season one. I'm like oh hell. no 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 you got to get the, season two and three are where, is where that show really starts. You got to get to like the last third of season two. It yeah. I was watching, I showed my roommate in L.A. Uh, that series, and we were going along, and he was actually making me skip <laughs> the bad episodes that weren't necessary. Uh, but once we got into the end of season two, he was like, oh, oh I'm on board. I'm, I'm in. Once, once Spike and Drusilla hit the scene, the show was never the same, Brad. Oh, I, I hope so, because, well, I, I, I had the same problem with Smallville. Season one was so damn rough. Actually, I, I, I love season I'm, one. I didn't. It was Freak of the Week. I mean, well, it I, was, I started it was watching Supernatural, and I probably would have dropped that if people hadn't told me you got to get through season one. And season one wasn't terrible, but it wasn't something I was connected with. I'm, I, I, ho- I hope Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I am <laughs> all caught up now on Supernatural, and almost half that show's dialogue is, is the brothers having the same exact conversation. <laughs> I only got up to... About a quarter into season four, and I've kind of gotten distracted by other things for the moment. I'll get back to it at some point. We uh, was it the last one, Kev? Uh, so, was it for me? You still got yeah, carnage. waiting on your carnage. Yeah, carnage. Why do you keep why, why do you keep delaying us, Brad? Oh, mead me. Uh, <laughs> Superior <laughs> Carnage number four, written by Mister Schnicked. Uh, Brad, every month <laughs> he just he wants to stay the Wolverine sound. Yep. Uh, pencils by Steven Segovia. Uh, last we left Mr. Superior Carnage, uh, he looked a bit like the Punisher. And he had an overcoat and a purple overcoat, and he busted into the mayor's office. And Superior Spider-Man was sitting behind the desk, ready for him. And uh, Superior Carnage walks in, and Spider-Man's got a couple of his minions, like a Despicable Me, Me Too, uh, with two of them with guns aimed at Carnage. And Carnage says... Shut up, bug! And he sluts the throat of both of Spider-Man's minions, Whoa. and they go pause. That he sluts yeah. the throat. <laughs> he realized you said he sluts the throat. Kevin, did you catch I, that? Yeah, I, I, say, I totally did. Did I really say slut? Really the throat? Did. How do yeah. you, explain for me, Brad. How do you slut someone's throat? Well, it caught. Never mind. Yeah, that's so. That's I do too. Uh, <laughs> he slits their throat, <laughs> and the sound effect is thump thump. And Superior Spider-Man looks at both of them, and uh, the wizard goes, have we got your attention now? And blam! Uh, Ames uh, 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 
the gun at Superior Spider-Man, and all you've gotten are my minions, wizard, and under my skin. So Superior Spider-Man does not care. He's kind of like the kingpin with people he hires. He doesn't care that his people get slutted by the throat. Uh, <laughs> Listening to Brad say it, it's like, a, it's like an uncle who did too many drugs, you know, back in like the late 70s or early 80s, or like had some really bad acid trips, and he's talking about a first date or something. Oh. Uh, and so uh, Superior Spider-Man begins to talk about how the symbiote doesn't alert his spider sense, so his uh, timing is a bit off when he's uh, fighting the uh, carnage symbiote, but he makes up for that with speed, and he punches Claw right in the face. And he takes out Claw, and Claw aims uh, a, a little bit of blast to uh, the Superior Carnage, and messes with him a little bit, and then he takes on the Wizard, and uh, he's trying to remove the helmet of the wizard, which is kind of like the Juggernaut fight. And so he uh, webs up the wizard, and then he, there's an homage to Romita Sr., where he's dragging the wizard behind, kind of like the Green Goblin was dragging Peter Parker with the mask off. So he takes the wizard up, and um, let's the wizard... Uh, this is the first time in the book that someone, at least in Superior Spider-Man since Ock has taken over, someone has figured out that Ock is in Spider-Man's body. And uh, here's some quotes from the book. Call it off, wizard. I've demolished your gauntlets and capacitated your flying mechanism, and my men are taking claw and carnage down as we speak, not to mention your mind is shot. And the wizard goes, you're bluffing, Spider-Man. My brain may be going, but I know that I'm winning here today, and all I can still do... The one thing the wizard does best, right now I'm rooting through, round in your thoughts, t- taking over the uh, crevices of your mind until you have two, you two have become my, <gasps> Otto? And then uh, Superior Spider-Man drops him from his web right onto the car. And uh, the wizard goes, my brain may be, may be at the end, can't even read the correct minds anymore. I'm failing, I'm I'm failing. And uh, then uh, Carnage is losing it a little bit. You know, he's in the body of that uh, scientist that we have no clue who the hell that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, the wizard has lost his grip. Carnage reigns supreme, so the symbiote is taking more control of this. Again, the scientists have no clue. And then he starts turning on his own teammates. He goes after Claw. And uh, let's see. Claw, they fight, and then we cut back to the wizard. Uh, the wizard is dying on the uh, the hood of this car that Spider-Man just dropped him on. He says, I want to see my son one more time. Um, and Superior Spider-Man comes right up to his ear and he goes, Wizard, listen to me. You're not wrong. It is me, Otto Octavius. Get Carnage to stand down and I'll let you see your son. And he goes, are you helping me? And basically Carnage uh, comes up behind Ock and goes, I smell fear, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Ock gets on his little headset and he asks for more spider minions to go slut their throats mm. and uh, <laughs> and this, this this is the weirdest part of the book uh, Spider Patrol South Lawn he, he says and uh, Carnage goes don't expect a response Spider-Man Carnage says because I've kept their tongues and all this time, I thought a jacket was pointless. And so that coat that he's been wearing, inside of it are all about uh, 50 tongues. So he's killed all the spider minions and ripped out their tongues and made a coat of it. 
How weird is that? Very. Very strange. Overly. So that so there's there's a reason he's wearing an overcoat of tongues. Uh and so that ticks Ock off and he goes, I'll bury you and Do you just like the feel of about fifty guys licking him all over? <laughs> I guess so. And uh superior uh, Who doesn't? Let's <laughs> Anyway, that the book was kicking ass all the way up till the coat tongue. Uh the tongue of coats. And uh Carnage goes, Let's see who's really superior now. Uh let's and then Claw busts in and he says, Give the wizard this one day. Let him control Carnage. Or help me, I will make your head explode, Spidey. And uh let's see. And then up from behind, Carnage and his coat of tongues gets a knife and puts it right through Claw's chest. And Carnage goes up to Claw's face and says, I told you I'd get you feel familiar. Turns out Wizard had some vibranium in his arsenal. Isn't that your only weakness? I was just waiting for the right moment to share it with you. And then Claw goes boom on two pages of spread. And everybody flies the hell all, all over the place. The coat of tongues, we got no clue where the coat of tongues went. Uh, the uh, superior Spider-Man, his ears are ringing. Uh, Claw went boom, and he made a loud sound when he went boom. Uh, the weird-ass scientist, who we have no clue, is naked on the side of the, the decimated street. And then superior Spider-Man looks over at the wizard, and he's covered in symbiote. And he says, I feel wet. <laughs> Are these my guts? I feel funny like something's taking over my mind. And he smiles as the symbiote goes over his body. The next issue will wrap up, and it's called Payback, where the wizard has the sim- carnage symbiote. This sounds like a mess. Uh, uh, it's not that bad. I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B. I like that uh, the wizard figures out that Ock is in Spidey's body. No one's done that yet. I thought Carly figured it out. Well, Carly is is trying to put it together. Well, technically, Carly knows, but she didn't figure it out. She was told a long time ago, and it was only now decided to care. Right. And I like another villain figured it out. And he was like, what? It's pretty damn big, though, if he's about to be Carnage, and Carnage knows he's Dr. Octopus. Exactly. Um, did, did, so is Claw actually dead? Did we kill Claw in a Carnage miniseries? It looks like he's an old I mean, villain to just knock off in this miniseries. Been, I think Claw's died before, hadn't he? I don't know. Well, who hasn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Claw, Claw's made of Claw's made of sound. Yeah. So anyway, he he go boom. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Doctor Doom cut him apart and made lenses out of him in the Secret Wars, and he he got better. Yeah, he'll get better. I, I don't know Claw that well. I was, I I was just thinking like, he's a really old villain for him to just knock off like that. He's made of, of sound that's like been solidified. Hmm. So basically, the wizard is going to be the carnage for the next one issue, pretty much. And the whole miniseries is focused more on the wizard than the carnage or Spider-Man. So it'll be neat to, uh, I, I think, wrap it up. I think it's been an okay miniseries. Straight up uh, a B, B-minus so far. This one, I'll give it a B. Uh, I liked I liked more of it than I hated. I gotta say, I feel like this is getting much higher grades from you than it would have gotten from me. Every rundown you've given sounds just awful to me. Brad like Brad probably liked the cover, the the coat of tongues. Well, I mean, how can you make that up? I mean, you have not in, in four issues. You have not made me regret not picking up this book. <laughs> well, no, the, this, the this does. Issue. It sounds like a hot mess. Kevin's right. <laughs> this, 
Issue number three got a little lower of a grade, but issue four picked back up, and uh, issue five, I don't know. I just, it's not, I hope it's we don't not have Marvel ongoing Spider-Man, Wizard I'll tell you right now. Wizard Carnage. I mean, I, I want to see Cletus Cassidy in this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think more so even than Eddie Brock being Venom, Cletus Cassidy is Carnage. I don't think you put that yeah. symbiote on anybody else and it's Carnage. I agree. No, I agree the, the, you know, the two have been so watered down now, it doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, iconically, especially you and I, Brad, can remember when, yeah. when, when, when this guy first came out. You know. Oh yeah. And you know, back in um, oh god, what was this, the early nineties? Uh, yeah, ninety two or something. Yeah. But I, I mean, the the brand the brand has been marred on on oh, on simple oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, it it really has. Oh yeah, that's undeniable. But you know, you can still try to do it well. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you could try to bring them back. I mean, but. Isn't he kind of a one-trick pony? Well, he's a homo- he's a homicidal he's, maniac. He's less interesting than the Punisher. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, with the kind of like Venom, his best appearances are his first ones. I can't name you another good Carnage I mean, story. But I, I, my, I'll tell you what, uh, I rarely let go um, plot ideas that I had for for the Crawl Space series a long time ago, but I'm probably never getting to it anyway. <laughs> um, you had something for Carnage? My thought was, you know, if especially if Eddie Brock hadn't had the things happen to him that happened to him in the Venom series, if you follow up, like, the last temptation of Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock, who is now just more crazy and has this symbiote, you know, voice in his head, and you force the Carnage symbiote on him, that could make both of them scary again. Make Eddie Brock Carnage? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, don't know, think I don't think he's going to be Venom again. I don't think... I think if you put Eddie Brock back in the Venom symbiote, uh, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, he can be that personal, scary villain to Peter Parker. I don't see that happening again with, with Eddie Brock as Venom. I think that's been done. And I don't think they're... That animosity is still quite there. I think it was way too diluted in the 90s. Um mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, Carnage is such a psychotic symbiote. I think if you put that on him with how crazy he already is, that yeah. could make him scary again. But they already made I'm, him toxic now, unfortunately, and that's I, I don't like that. That doesn't work. Yeah. The um, I, I don't know. The the bloom has been off this, or the or the the yeah, the bloom's been off that rose, off the Carnage rose since uh, since Maximum Carnage for me. I mean, well, he was interesting money. when he when he first appeared, but then uh, there was so much wrong done with him so fast. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, girl. No, no, I was I was just gonna say I think Cleus Cassidy quite clearly died in space in New Avengers number two, and well, so did the wizard, but now he's back. Uh, <laughs> did the wizard get knocked Green, out into space at one point? I don't know, but I think Green I don't know either. But Cletus Cassidy back to Earth and putting some robo legs on him was ill advised. I remember asking you guys about this on one of the podcasts one time. I said, "Didn't he get ripped apart in space or something?" And, yeah, and then the somebody said, "Two and a half." Yeah, and I, I think I said I got better. Yeah, you said, "Yeah, he got, yeah, he got better." It didn't. Yeah, it was fine later. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's needed to have a sandwich yeah. <laughs> or some mead. <sighs> All right, boys. Any final thoughts? Let's wrap this one up. Good am. Good am indeed, yeah. George. Um, I haven't had like a cigarette in like a month now. Oh, good for you! On this vape stuff, it's been it's been working pretty well, and uh, nice. I, I'm a little crankier probably than than I have been lately. No, I I I, I prescribe <laughs> that to getting older though. 
the older you get, the less tolerant you have for for what you perceive as bullshit. And you know, I mean, even even groups now that I support, you know, uh, different causes and everything, will call me on the phone asking me to re up for stuff, and I'm like, I'll do it, I'll do it on my own pace. I'm not going to talk about it tonight. And they keep reading the script, and I'm like, you didn't hear me. I'm not giving you any money tonight. Stop. <laughs> you know, it's not per. I just get crankier and crank. I'm becoming Jr. Uh oh. Uh oh. So that's a good thing. Love it. Kevin, any other thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't know what it is to declare this a good or a bad month for Spider Man books because we had some just god awful stuff with yeah, the, Marvel the, Knights the, and with yeah. Superior Team Out number four, but there's also there's several A's in there. So eh, yeah. I almost want to call it even, but it was it was such extremes. Yeah. I agree. When is when is the next movie coming out? Next summer. Next, next summer, summer is, it like, is it is it May or June? No, it's it's next year. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, ne- it's next year. I, I'm, I should be a better Spider fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, hell, I, I think I think July. Like, let me look. July is when the last one came out. <clears throat> or, no, I think it's actually uh, uh, May. I could. Like, I should be a better fan, Spider Man fan too. When does this come out? Let's see. I feel like May is when I. May second, twenty fourteen. How many? How many? How many months ahead now are the, are the solicitations? Three, four? Three. January. So, okay, so they're in January now with this month? Yeah. Let me well, see. actually, so, in a couple of days we're due for some February solicits. Okay, so I, I, I'm i thinking by the time Christmas rolls around, we'll be seeing solicits that it's, it's going to sound like this is all going to end. Like Peter's coming back? Yeah. Peter's going to be back before the movie starts. Marvel would be okay. stupid not to have that. Um... But I, I, I still think a lot of this, and that's why we're seeing so many damn things with Superior. Superior could be its own ultimate universe at this point. It, 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 you could put it in a pocket dimension now, like like where you know, like where the X Men are. You know, it's an interesting time with an incredible amount of Spider heroes, and none of them are Peter. And you've yeah. got you've got Otto, Miles, Kane, uh, Miguel now, everybody. But no, literally no Peter Parker in any universe. It's interesting to see now. We're we're what? We're five years from the Brevert Manifesto. Six years. Mm-hmm. How fast we've we've moved off of that. You know how how everything is like. You know. Ah, yeah, but I fast, think but... more of the signs are there in Superior that we're setting it up to go back to that. Yeah.